Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz here on Thursday, February 17th. Uh, exciting night in the NBA last night. We have the Genesis Invitational kicking off at uh, the Riviera. We are also going to take a look at, uh, much to George's delight, some of the uh, the uh, the stick and puck, a little bit of hockey chatter uh, later in the episode. And, uh, George, the weather here absolutely dreadful so i am i'm very happy to be here with you indoors uh you know just uh, not out in the freezing cold rain right now I, I guess i got better weather than you i can't complain we actually got like mid 50s here it's sunny it's actually a pleasant day it almost feels like spring training but it's not yeah unfortunately no, no real movements on that front. Let's take a look at Thursday's headlines. The Los Angeles Lakers beat the Jazz. LeBron James, 15 points in the fourth quarter. One of his best games in the last several months. But, of course, nothing can ever go that swimmingly for the Los Angeles Lakers, which means that Russell Westbrook is going to have to really pick up the slack because Anthony Davis hurt his ankle again. Feels like the 10th time in his career that he's hurt that ankle. The Brooklyn Nets come down from 28 to knock off the Knicks. I mean, I, I can't really name uh, much more of a, a flailing franchise right now in the National Basketball Association than those New York Knicks. Uh, no Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, no Ben Simmons and still able to pull off a win. So the uh, the Motley crew there for the Nets picking up some wins. The Canadian women beat the United States 3-2 in the gold medal game over in the Winter Olympics, and Rutgers dominates number 12 Illinois in a big upset victory. George, were you watching the Canadian women beat the USA? Were you watching uh, this gold medal game? Yeah, indeed I was. Uh, I was on about 11-10 Eastern time last night it started. Uh, and the game wasn't as close as the score indicates. Uh, the final score was 3-2. The Canadian women dominated that game. The American women had more shots, but the Canadians were obviously the better team, had the better goaltender there, and they deserved it. And uh, maybe it's a different story if uh, the uh, U.S. women lost one of their best players, Brianna Decker, early on in the uh, in the Olympic series. She couldn't play. Maybe it's a different story if she's healthy. But in the end, like I said, Canadian women deserved it. They were the better team. And it was a good, good, solid game. You know, it was fun to watch here. But, uh, yeah, Canadian women were the better team. 
Now, have you noticed this? This is something that I have really noticed over the last couple weeks. Um, these Winter Olympics, it, it really feels like no one is watching. And maybe that was because the Summer Olympics, it was weird. You know, we're having basically them in back-to-back -back years since the Summer Olympics got postponed. It's also, you know, being done on tape delay. So if you really wanted to know the results of some of these things, um, you know, the, the curling or the figure skating or whatever, uh, you know, and then of course we have the controversy with the Russian athlete who, uh, you know, is, is probably, you know, doing some sort of thing that is illegal, but she's allowed to compete. But if she wins, there's not going to be a medal ceremony. I mean, what, why do you think it is that people are not that into these winter Olympics? It's probably a combination of all of them. The Winter Olympics generally aren't as popular as the Summer Olympics anyway. I prefer the winter. I just like I like the luge, the bobsled, skiing. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, but it's a, probably a combination of everything you've mentioned there. As you said, everything that's live is the middle of the night. You know, or it's late. You know, it's not. Nothing's really in prime time. So, uh, yeah, it can be tough for uh, the viewers to watch here. I think the fact that it's in China, you know, how China gets an Olympics is beyond me. I mean, really, I, I don't get that as well. I think that uh, upsets people as we welcome in our radio audience. This is Fantasy Sports Today. He's Davis Maddock. I'm George Kurtz. So I think it's a combination of everything, Davis. I'm not surprised it hasn't done well. I got to be honest, even I have forgotten at times that the Olympics are even on. You know, I'm sitting here, you know, I got, I said, I got three TVs here. I like to watch the games, but if there's not three games, you know, I just turn the TV off. I forget, oh, the Olympics are on. You know, last night to find the, uh, to find the, uh, the Canadian versus the American women in hockey, uh, I thought I was going to, oh, what channel is this thing going to be on? I might, you know, I might, I might search my, uh, do, 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 to find out what channel. Shocked that it was actually on NBC at 1110. You know, they actually pre uh, preempted their local news, which is, like I said, I'd still bewildering to me. I thought I was going to figure out what channel CNBC is on my uh, station here. You know, or USA, they've uh, moved things to a time. Like, what channel is this? You know, great. So uh, I think that's hurt it as well at times. Yeah, you know, I, I think you I think you are probably right. I mean, I think it's a lot of those different, um, you know, it's just a lot of those different aspects. Also, you know, I do think in general the fact that the uh, NHL players are not playing, I, I, I actually do think that has a big thing to do with it because if you're if you're going to turn it on you know we'd love to watch u.s men's hockey the canadian men's team is always very good uh those are those are games that are going to get ratings right because you'll have nhl fans watching them you'll have just general sports fans watching them because that is kind of one of the things that is true about the winter olympics which is that people who aren't necessarily big sports fans are going to be tuning in for them you know like i i certainly know many people in my life who have you know never watched a regular season baseball game on on TV, but you know they know the rules to curling, and they they like the figure skating or the the downhill skiing or whatever. Uh, but the the hockey games do pull people in, of course. No hockey games, you know. Uh, all the NHL players are over here due to COVID fears and restrictions. So I, I mean, that's kind of part of it for me. Is I definitely would have been watching the men's hockey had the NHL players been in, and now it's. It's kind of like, you know, whatever, who cares? Um, but guys, we have an absolutely jam-packed show for you today. As previously mentioned, we are going to talk a little bit of hockey. We have some Dynasty Fantasy Football, Early Fantasy Football ADP, NBA DFS, and some look at some of the guys who are going to be in the upcoming NFL Draft with our friend Patrick Crane from NBC Sports Edge. Don't go anywhere. Stay on the grid. George and I will be back here in just a moment. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I am Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz for the remainder of this week. We hope Craig Mish is having a great time out there, not at spring training, unfortunately, and uh, with no baseball and uh, with limited NFL discussion points. Though, of course, it's not going to stop us from talking about the National Football League. We are going to bring in our puck expert here on the network, George Kurtz. We have a couple uh, highlighted players around the NHL that we're going to discuss, going to look at some of their odds to win trophies at their respective positions. And we are going to start with Frederick Anderson, who has been fantastic this year. 2.02 goals against per game, almost a 93% save percentage. He is plus 850 to win the Vezina Trophy. The Hurricanes are 10 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup and 5.5 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. So, George, uh, break it down. I mean, are, are the are the Hurricanes a team that is really buoyed by their, their goaltender? Do they have an outstanding defense? You gotta you have to educate me on, uh, I believe, former uh, Los Angeles Anaheim goalie. Is that correct? Did I get that one? Anaheim Ducks? Anaheim Ducks, more recently with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's where probably he's uh, known for for people. And Anderson sort of got a bad rap with the Maple Leafs guys because... Maybe let's play a wide-open brand of hockey. All right? And he, I don't think he was the goalie for that type of hockey. Not really no goalie is, but I don't think he he's more used to more of a structured game. I think one of the reasons why the Maple Leafs moved on from Anderson and kept uh, Jack Campbell is that Campbell may be a better type of goalie for that kind of wide-open style, where shots are coming from the slot close in, and it's, you know, it's coming left and right here. Uh, and so I think that's actually worked out well for both teams here. Carolina is more of your traditional NHL team. They play a more of a traditional defense. They don't want to play a 6-5 game. Right? They want to play your 3-2, uh, you know, 3-2, 4-2 games. Uh, what hockey has become here? So I think Anderson's better in that style here. Uh, he's probably the best goaltender Carolina's had now in a few years. And Carolina's been a good team for – this is not like shocking. Oh, my God, Carolina's playing well. They've been a good team for a while now. That first line, Ayo, Svechnikov, you know, they can play there. Trocek, the addition of him, has been really nice there. But they've been missing – the goaltender, all right, and I think now they have it. I'm not telling you, Anderson's a, uh, a top three goaltender in the NHL. He may be this season, but overall, no. Is Vasilevsky the best goaltender in the NHL? Of course he is, 
All right, and no one's taking that uh, that mantle away from him anytime soon. You know, Brett Levy, will love to hear this, our producer, Shesterkin of the Rangers is a better goaltender. You know, he might uh, he might lead the Rangers to an eventual showdown in the playoffs with Anderson of Carolina. But Carolina Anderson's had a great great season here. I think he's the right guy for this team, and Carolina is very very dangerous. In my mind, the Eastern Conference, which team makes the best addition? by the March 21st trade deadline. That might be the team to beat in the playoffs. Yeah, and we've already seen a couple trades in the NHL. We talked about them earlier in the week. We also have Jack Eichel returning, so definitely some important stuff to watch in the world of the NHL right now. And, uh, you know, one of those guys in the Eastern Conference who has been outstanding up until this point, Chris Kreider for the New York Rangers. Of course, Brett Levy had to get a little bit of Kreider chat in here. Tied for the league lead in goals with 33. Now he's 48-1 to to win the Hart Trophy. The Rangers are 20-1 to to win the Stanley Cup, 10-1 one to win the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, really, I just, I would love, you know, a good, uh, you know, a good perspective here on Brett's New York Rangers because they're, uh, you know, funnily enough, the Rangers have kind of been one of those teams that were, were so dominant when the NHL was kind of in its heyday, but, you know, have, have not been, have not been one of the preeminent teams of the, of the last few years. So what's up with Chris Kreider and the Rangers? Pre-Aaron, they've been, they've been downright terrible. Uh, but they're, they're by far, they're heading in the right direction. You know, Gabe Marinci and I have had a chat. Of the New York area teams, Rangers, Islanders, Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets, Knicks, Nets, which is the closest to winning a championship? And we both come to the conclusion that it is, this, this is painful to say, especially with Brett Levy in the background listening to this, it's the New York Rangers. They are the closest New York team to winning a championship. Yeah, you know, they have everything in place. Do I think they're going to win it this year? No, I think they're a year ahead of schedule. They sort of remind me of the Cincinnati Bengals, by the way. The pieces are in place. I just think they need to cook a little bit here. I mentioned Sisterkin when we talked about Anderson. Fantastic goaltender. Right now, I'd say he's no worse than top five, and he'll get better. Do I think he's going to ever get the Vasilevsky territory? Probably not. But, I mean, who is? Great goaltender here. Uh, Their offense, you mentioned, we're talking about Chris Kreider here. Uh, I don't think Brett Levy thought Chris Kreider was scoring 33 goals in a season, more or less, at this point here. All right, no one did this. And I'm a, I'm a Chris Kreider guy. When the Rangers were thinking about getting rid of him a couple of years ago, salary cap issues, nothing with the player, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be great as an Islander fan if they get Chris Kreider? I know there's there's no way the, you know, the Rangers would ever just consider trading him, but he's that kind of player. He's got speed. Maybe not as much now as he had earlier in his career, but he's got speed that can scare you. And now he's putting the puck in the net as well. you got the bread man, Panarin, one of the better players in the NHL. Took less money from several other teams to sign with the Rangers here. Yeah, Kreider, Zibanejad, Panarin. If they ever develop their younger players, Lafreniere and Kako, Kako's on IR now, they have depth up the wazoo here. If the defense is where really where I think it needs to cook. All right, Adam Fox, what a gift. A gift from God to the Rangers. Uh, Turning up one of the best defensive players here. Love what, where the Rangers are going. Very dangerous team. You don't want to play them, but I don't think this is their Stanley Cup year. But they're going to be—they're uh, probably going to be the powerhouse in this division real soon. So I have, uh, I mean, this is not in our rundown, but I do kind of have a general question. And this is something that I've heard debated in like analytic circles, because a lot of the analytics that have come to soccer actually originated in hockey, right? There was kind of a very early analytics movement and that came to soccer. So I'm more familiar with the soccer stuff, but the, the role of a goalkeeper, right? I mean, certainly, you know, you, you hear the, the popular narrative is, oh, if you get a goalie who gets hot in the playoffs, 
you can win a Stanley Cup that you don't even deserve. But some of the analytical findings are actually, uh, well, you know, goaltender skill, it's kind of random. Uh, you know, it's, it's not as important as like, you know, some of the possession numbers and, and having uh, defensemen who block a lot of shots, right? That's like a really valuable skill. So where do you stand on, you know, sort of the importance of goalie skill or how real is goalie skill sort of? You know, anybody who follows me or listens to me, watches me, knows uh, I'm baseball, football, hockey. I think there are the two most important positions in those sports are obviously quarterback in football and goaltender in hockey. You cannot win consistently without them. Yeah, having a defensive who blocks shots is great, but you'll find a lot of goaltenders don't want that, by the way, because if you're blocking shots, guess what? That means you're blocking his vision more than likely as well. So a lot of goaltenders don't want you blocking shots. Coaches want it. You know, and I, listen, I play defense hockey. I block shots, uh, and I didn't mind my defense with me, but some goaltenders get really upset because you're blocking their vision. They want to be able to see that puck. They believe they can see the puck. They'll stop it. What gets go? What yeah. scores goals is screens. So I'm of the uh, – I think I think goaltending is so important. It's so important. And with an average goaltender, look at last year as an example. The Montreal Canadiens went to the Stanley Cup Finals. They did that because Carey Price wasn't letting anything in the net. Yeah, did they did they build around him and play from the goaltender on out? Absolutely. But that's why they won. Goaltending, Dave, is so important. In my mind, it's the most important thing in hockey. Give me the goalie. If I'm a GM, I'm building from the goalie on out. No question asked. Now, is goaltender sort of one of those positions, though, like kind of like relief pitchers, right? So like relief pitchers in baseball, you have a great season. Uh, the Yankees give you the fat contract and then you're kind of useless the next year. Like, is it kind of what, is it kind of one of those positions where the skill level varies drastically the year to year? Not drastically. Listen, I, we pull, I play fantasy hockey. We know who the top goalies are going in and out. Generally, it's the same guys, the same, I'd say top five to eight year after year. You're going to get a few squeeze in here, a few squeeze out. There are disappointments. Connor Hellebuck so, so far this season has been okay, where he was drifted as a top three. Now he's more like a top eight this season. Is it all his fault? Probably not. Defense hasn't played as well. Team has had some turmoil going on there. But generally in hockey, you know who the best goalies are. We're not. We're rarely taken by shock. I saw like Jordan Biddington three, four years ago when they won the cup, where he came out of nowhere. He also he's a brick wall. That's unusual. Yeah, there we go. All right, everyone, we promise you some more hockey chatter this week. We will probably give you some more tomorrow, and uh, I hope that uh, I hope that everyone enjoyed it. But we will be returning to football and NBA for the rest of the show, so don't go anywhere. We'll be helping all your fantasy teams. See you guys back on the grid in a second. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. everyone and welcome back into fantasy sports today here on sports grid tv i'm davis maddock joined by george kurtz we just covered a little bit of puck a little bit of hockey for you guys here on fantasy sports today we are now going to be returning to the arena of fantasy football as it is clearly dynasty fantasy football offseason uh, all my leagues got turned over yesterday george i've already been sending some trade offers out i've been evaluating where all of my draft picks are i am uh, i'm definitely one of those nerds that has way 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 too many dynasty fantasy football teams so lots to keep up on over the course of the offseason. So I'm, I'm trying to get ahead of it this year so I'm not scrambling, trying to get all my trades done, uh, you know, right, right around uh, the Dynasty rookie draft because that is, um, you know, that's, that's not a great time to be doing it. So we are going to be continuing our segment that we've been doing, a little bit of Dynasty buy or sell. And we are going to begin with Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I find to be rather interesting from a fantasy football perspective. So you would not think this, but he is going to be 26 years old to start the next season. He is actually older than Juju Smith-Schuster, which um, you know is, is sort of funny because Juju Smith-Schuster already had two 1,000-yard seasons under his belt by the time Deontay Johnson got drafted. Now Smith-Schuster's career has definitely gone the other way. Um, and I think there is an argument to be made that a big chunk of Deontay Johnson's success actually came because he played with a loser quarterback who just wanted to take check downs and throw it into the slot to Deontay Johnson. And I think he might be sort of sensitive or fragile to a different style of quarterback in the offense. So are we buying or selling 26-year-old Deontay Johnson, George? Yeah, the fact that Smith, uh, the JSS is younger, that's an interesting fact. I would not have, would not have guessed that. Uh, I certainly would have thought he was older. Anyway, are you buying or selling? Well, first we go look at the Pittsburgh quarterback situation. If you believe the Steelers, ha ha, uh, they're going to go into next season with Mason Rudolph as a starting quarterback. I can't see that happening. All right, I just can't see that happening. There's no way they're doing that. I'm not even sure if Mason Rudolph's a good backup in the NFL. Certainly not a starter. I got to think they'll be in on the free agent uh, frenzy here. What's going on? Go on. Maybe they get in on Garoppolo for a trade if they can't sign uh, one of the guys they want there. Maybe Jamison Winston. Winston ends up here. I think that's going to be inter- uh, interesting. You know, maybe they draft a quarterback, you know, but even if they draft a quarterback, I mean, let's just say for giggles, here it's Corral. And you got Corral and Rudolph. Uh, I'm selling here. That's where I'm going. I'm selling. I'm just not liking anything I'm seeing here. I don't see someone like Aaron Rodgers coming here. I don't think this is where Aaron's going to end up. And I don't see Pittsburgh making that kind of move. Russell Wilson, he wants to go to a bigger city team. So I don't, if they move him, I don't see that happening here. There's no way the Roonies are getting involved with Deshaun Watson. No way. That's not happening. So I don't see where they're getting a top quarterback from. I just don't here. I'm selling Davis. I'll let Deontay Johnson. Who I, it's not him. It's all about the quarterback. But you mentioned as well that without Big Ben, his sort of security blanket, they're gone. Now, let it be someone else's problem. Yep. I, I think you are. I think you are right. 
um, because I I do think probably they will get in a guy who is better than Mason Rudolph, but not someone great. I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. Aaron Rodgers is not coming through that door. Russell Wilson's not coming through that door. It does not seem like a likely destination for Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, I may, there's been rumors about Kirk Cousins maybe being traded. I mean, if, if Kirk Cousins ends up being quarterback of the Steelers, um, then then maybe I would I would uh, go the other way. But I think you could really get a lot for Deontay Johnson. You know, I think if you did go into your league and start kind of shopping Deontay Johnson around a little bit, I think you could get a first round pick and, you know, maybe a disappointing wide receiver from last season. Um, you know, I, I think you could, uh, for example, I think you could ship Deontay Johnson for Elijah Moore. And I think considering what I imagine Moore's upside to be, I might rather have um, Elijah Moore at that point. So just a little bit of an interesting tidbit there. Our next guy, David Montgomery, back-to-back seasons of finishing as a top 10 running back in fantasy points per game. Uh, Now, he did not, he only played in 13 games uh, last year. So that meant that he wasn't a top 10 running back overall. But we've basically seen that when whoever the pass-catching running back is ends up not playing for the Bears. So it was Tari Cohen last year. It was Damian Williams um, in 2021. David Montgomery just ends up lighting it up, right? So so starting in week 12, he, he, had, uh, he averaged over seven targets per game for the rest of the season. Um, now, and also we expect the offense to be much better next year, right? We're thinking, okay, Justin Fields, he gets away from Nagy. They bring in Pep Hamilton who got such good things out of, um, you know, Davis Mills and helped Justin Herbert develop. So I, I don't know if I would be buying, like, it's, it's hard for me. Cause I, I do sort of like Montgomery's profile as like a pass catcher and maybe a, an ascending offense, but also George, he just looks so average when you watch him that is the weird thing is he he racks up all these numbers but boy does he look average you know uh well i wouldn't have used your words i from your tone i feel like the exact same way the the words i would use he's he's not sexy he's just not sexy all right he he is what he is you know you know i think when it comes to draft you look at the names around him you're like oh i could take montgomery solid but you know there's no upside or limited upside we think here now i think the average will be better but it goes to take a while to go to work here. What if Fields can't throw the ball right away? It does take time. That means those safeties creep closer to a line of scrimmage. You know, more eight-man boxes to stop Montgomery, force Fields to beat you. Because let's face it, if I'm a D.C. defensive coordinator, that's how I'm approaching it. You know, Fields has got to beat me. Until then, I'm not letting Montgomery beat me. We don't think Allen Robinson is going to be there next year. So the passing game could be questionable as it is. I mean, I like Darnell Mooney, but he's not a number one here. So you're not worried about the passing game. Mooney, Bird, I'm sure they'll add somebody to try. Uh, the tight ends, Komet, Jimmy Graham will be still there. There's, there's nothing here. This offense, to put it nicely, is a work in progress. They're going to rely on Montgomery. He's going to get the workload here. So if we're looking for that, that's great. But he also does get banged up. He's not playing 17 games next year. You know, 13? I think if you told me 13 games – I'd probably sign up for that. You know, that's about where I'd put it, 13 and a half. You know, you're over under there. I would just be hoping, oh, let's just get make sure he's there for the fantasy playoffs. That's really what I'd want him for. So he's certainly draftable. Buy or sell, he really is in the middle here for me. Uh, I'm going to say probably 
sell. This once again, just not sexy. I do see more downside coming here than upside because of the quarterback, because I have worries about the passing game. I think defenses are going to key on him and stopping him and forcing fields to beat them. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably right. I mean, it would, it, so Montgomery would be like very price sensitive. Also the type of team I have, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. You know, if I have a team that's got lots of points, it's ready to win. Now I'm ready to leverage some of my picks and turn them into points right away. I would be much more willing to buy Montgomery. If my team wasn't very good, you know, a super flex league where I don't have, you know, a top five quarterback or something like that, much more of a sell in that situation. Our final guy here, Tyler Lockett who has three straight 1,000-yard seasons, but he is entering into his age 30 season. He may or may not have Russell Wilson as his quarterback. I mean, certainly um, certainly, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be his quarterback too much longer, maybe one more year, but it does just feel like the Seattle situation is heading for a divorce. And also, you know, there is kind of that threat that eventually – DK Metcalf is going to become the true, true alpha here. Now, Metcalf has scored more touchdowns than Lockett the last two seasons, but Lockett has out-targeted him. I can't even believe I'm saying this because I love Tyler Lockett, but I do think he is probably a sell. Yeah, I think we're in agreement on all three of these guys, all three cells here. I'm with you as well. Uh, now, listen, I don't know what's going to go on with Russell Wilson. All right, uh, I think it would be very hard to move on from him. I think the, the Seattle Seahawks, you sort of look at it a couple of ways here. If you if you trade Russell Wilson in that division, Niners, Cardinals, Rams, you're probably finishing last. But if you don't trade Russell Wilson, you might finish last anyway because you don't have a number one pick this year. You trade that away to the Jets. Oops. For Jamal Adams. I don't see a team getting demonstrably better in free agency. You know, you have so many needs here. Your defense is nowhere near what it used to be. Your secondary sort of a sieve here. Yeah, we like Metcalf. We like Lockett. But you probably still need another receiver there. Nothing special at tight end. We'll see what Rashad Penny, if he can be that running back over a long course of a season. I like Lockett, and I like what he can do at Russell Wilson. It was a very good uh, throw of the deep ball, especially to Lockett. I don't know if there's a receiver in the NFL that I see run more wide open at times in the secondary than Lockett, by the way. Next I know. Just, there's nobody around him. Does he run that good a route? Or I don't know what it is. But it's, like, it's just strange when you see that there. But there's also that possibility that Seattle does trade Russell Wilson. If they do... Boy, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be there. I just don't think they want to because Pete Carroll, there's no way he wants to start a rebuild at this point in his career. There's just no way. There's just no way. So I think Russell Wilson is going to be there, which makes me sort of want to keep Lockett, but too much going on here. If I could still sell him for the, the name value there, I'm moving on. And Lockett, by the way, not going anywhere. Um, he just renegotiated a new contract that actually doesn't even start until this season. His cap hit the next four years, 10 million, 16 million, 23 million, 23 million. Um, if he gets traded, if he gets traded this offseason, it's $31 million in dead cap for the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, maybe you're heading into this situation and you're thinking, Oh, well, you know, if um, if Russell Wilson gets traded, Tyler Lockett is not going to want to hang around. Well, um, you know, either fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your your viewpoint, I, it, I would find it very unlikely that Tyler Lockett ends up getting moved from this roster. And look, you know, Russell Wilson is obviously a super desirable trade asset. So it doesn't necessarily mean the Seahawks won't be able to do anything 
at the quarterback position. You know, I think they would do slightly better than Geno Smith, but it very much remains to be seen. Guys, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this discussion on Dynasty Fantasy Football. We are going to move to redraft best ball fantasy football in our next segment. Yesterday, we talked about some ADP oddities. We have some more of those for you here in just a moment, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Before we get into our fantasy football analysis here on the show, I need to remind everyone to be following at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV on Twitter. Look, we know you have a finite number of hours in the day. You can't always be listening to Sports Grid Radio or watching Sports Grid TV. We get that. So we want you to stay in tune and in touch with everything going on here on the network. Highlights from this show, Fantasy Sports Today, Pharrell Coast to Coast, In Game Live, news, notes, analysis, injury updates, everything you need to keep your sports wagering career running smoothly and also to help out your fantasy teams. We got you all covered there on at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. So make sure you're following us on Twitter and also Sports Grid on Instagram as well. So, George, yesterday we uh, we had a full list of guys, you know, just some ADPs that I thought were sort of interesting as I uh, started doing a couple early best ball drafts. And it was so interesting that we didn't even get through our whole list. So we have uh, a, another list of guys here uh, of early fantasy football ADPs that I thought were, were interesting one way or the other. Uh, and we are going to start with Brees Hall, who is a 6'1", 220-pound running back who finished 6th in Heisman voting in 2020, 10th in 2021. He had 4,675 scrimmage yards in college. And not a typo, not a mistake, 56 touchdowns in three seasons at Iowa State. Now, this is the thing. 
NFL teams a little bit smarter about drafting running backs these days, right? So pretty unlikely. Uh, you know, every year it's unlikely that a running back goes in the first round unless a team makes a mistake like the Raiders did with Josh Jacobs or like the Steelers did with Najee Harris. And I think more importantly, I don't think Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, you know, any of these guys, none of them seem like the type of running back that uh, a GM is going to really fall in love with and say, oh, I got to trade up and take this guy at 19 or whatever. So right now, Brees Hall is kind of going in that five, six round range. Uh, 61.6 is his ADP on underdog. So obviously there's a lot of forecasting here, right? Where does he go? Does he land in a good spot, a bad spot? Does he go in the first round, the second round, the third round? Um, so kind of just what are your thoughts on taking, as of right now, an undrafted running back this high? Well, I don't have a problem with it, right? Because uh, he's going to get, just because you don't go in the first round as a running back really means very little. Everything you said is true, all right? Teams don't draft running backs early anymore because, well, the investment's generally not worth it because they don't last long. All right, uh, let's face it, you're a running back in the NFL. You're getting into 30 car collisions a game. I mean, really, that's what it is. You're getting smacked over and over again. Not everybody has that kind of long, uh, longevity. It's why they try and protect the running back somewhat now. Uh, well, you, ha you have a caddy. You know, I don't know where Hole's going to end up, but he's probably going to have a decent running back with them. You know, the guy we kept going after yesterday was Melvin Gordon. He's going to have a Melvin Gordon type with them, which is that guy's going to touch the ball at least 10, 12 times probably a game himself. Even if you're, you're getting more carries than him or more touches, what are you at, 18? So, you know, you're getting that 60-40 split there. That's the worry. Uh, that being said, I do expect Hall, wherever he goes, to be the main guy, uh, to be that 18 guy, the 18 to 20 guy, not the 10 to 12 guy. So I want him. And now we don't know where he's going to end up. You know, I don't – maybe he's going to end up with a team that has – I mean, James Conner. If you had James Conner last year, you were thrilled. But if you didn't have him and you had Edmonds, he drove you insane, right? Because he scored all the touchdowns, and that's what worries me. Maybe he won't be the touchdown guy. You know, uh, plus, you know, what I worry about big time with uh, the rookie running backs is can they pick up the blitz? Because if they can't, they're not playing. Not very much anyway, because that's the most important thing. Any running back can hit the hole, right? They'll hit the hole. They'll, hit, they'll know the play. But if you can't pick up that blitz and you're going to get your $40 million uh, quarterback killed, you're not going to play. So that's always the, uh, the worry there. I'm going to be in on hole. And I think that ADP we see now, that's going to go up. And by up, I mean, it's 51. I think it's going to be the 30s by the time draft time really comes around because we're going to find out what team he's going to be on. We're all going to get excited. He's the shiny new toy, and it's a running back. There aren't enough to go around here. You know, we're talking dynasty leagues here. I don't know about you. I know you – I think you uh, told me about your running backs in one of your leagues yesterday, and I'm similar. I need running backs. <laughs> I would kill for a running back. I would run Davis Maddox over three times if I get a top running back in my draft. Right, there's no way Hall, and I have the sixth pick in one league, and there's no chance in hell I get Hall. He's going one, if not two, in dynasty leagues uh, uh, in their drafts. In regular uh, leagues, I expect him to go in the second round, really. I think it climbs up that high. That's where he's going to end up. So uh, love him. We'll see where he ends up, though. I think you're right, and I'm just kind of looking through some teams here where it might make sense for him to go that high. Um, the Dolphins would be one of those teams, right? So the Dolphins, they have the new head coach and everything. They, they tried Gaskin. They tried Duke Johnson. They tried all these guys. I think the Dolphins could be one of those teams. Um, you know, I think that's uh, the San Francisco 49ers, by the way. So they take Sermon and Mitchell last year. If they take, hit, if they take Brees Hall with the – 45th pick or whatever they trade up for him I think he would get uh, way up there in ADP I think obviously if the Arizona Cardinals take him uh, if the Falcons take him if the Falcons take Brees Hall 
he might he might end up being a first round pick. Honest to God, he really might because there is no competition. Because I don't if they take Hall, that means they're not re-signing Patterson, and they have no one on the roster who would be taking touches away from him. So there are definitely some opportunities for him to get really boosted up in ADP. Our next guy is Hunter Renfro, who I was looking through ADP. I thought he would be going much higher. This guy is coming off of a 103 reception season, 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, and you know maybe there's like some threat that Derek Carr gets traded. They're saying he wants $40 million this offseason. Honestly, I think the Raiders probably just give that to him. I, I really do. Like I don't think it'll end up being um, you know that big of a, a fight or anything like that. And uh, you know one of the one of the the questions you would have had about a guy of Renfro's caliber would be, well, oh, well, he's not going to score any touchdowns, right? Maybe he catches seven passes a game, but he's not going to score any touchdowns. But the Raiders actually use him in the red zone, so with an ADP of sixty three point nine, I actually think he kind of looks like a value to me. I agree. Now, one thing I think it's uh, he sort of gets the unsexy look as well, but he's. You- He's your poor man's Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, whatever he might be. And he actually may not be the poor man. He may be the same type of guy these guys are. He is the safety blank for Carr. Uh, like you, I don't think Carr is going anywhere. I think he's going to be the Raiders quarterback next year. I'd be surprised. I guess he could he could price himself out there. But that, and once again, they would trade him. Well, who's going to be the quarterback? All right, Mariota's a free agent too there. So, no, I don't, I don't see Carr leaving there. And Carr likes to throw to him. Now, I do think the Raiders are going to add a, a wide receiver, either in free agency or a draft. And I think it'll be a top wide That's what they're going to want to go after. Chris Godwin keeps going in my head. And it's that guy they're going to want to go, go for there. Uh, they'll take the shot with the ACL. So, I think that could happen. Michael Gallup, by the way, the former Cowboy. The Raiders always seem to like their former Cowboys. So, that wouldn't shock me as well there. But I think they're going to have a top guy there. Uh, to compete. And that theoretically could take away targets, uh, more deep balls rather than underneath passes, which Renfro is so good at. But if you're in a PPR league, and by the way, does anybody play in a standard league anymore? Is there such a thing as a standard league anymore? Uh, and why do we call standard standard? Shouldn't PPR be standard now? Whatever. Uh, but in those types of leagues, he's so valuable. Exit. he's not sexy because he. You, we don't look at him as the guy you're going to see breaking the you know, the 65-yard post pattern. But Jamar Chase is going to turn uh, you know a five-yard slant into a touchdown. Not that guy. But he's going to put up good fantasy for, uh, numbers for you week in and week out. I think he's going to be very consistent for you week in and week out. So, yeah, I'm in on uh, Hunter Renfro as well. Yeah, Renfro, not normally, not normally my type of guy. But I have to say, I am I am pretty intrigued. Now, our next guy, Brandon Ayuk. You know, I could see this ADP being one of the biggest values on the board right now, going off at 71.4. Remember, Ayuk basically started out the season not playing at all. For whatever reason, he was in the doghouse. There was that uh, article from The Athletic that said he was behind River Crackraft, you know, but running behind the practice squad guys and in training camp and stuff. You know, he, he did not have um, a game with more than – he had one game with more than two receptions all the way up until week seven. I mean, they just, for whatever reason, he was in Shanahan's doghouse. He got out of the doghouse. I also think the other big element here is if the team keeps Debo Samuel in this hybrid running back, wide receiver, you know, wing back role, we saw they threw the ball to Debo far less often when they switched him to that role, which meant that Ayuk was being used far more often in 
the passing game. And I think Ayuk is very talented. You know, I mean, going into last season, Ayuk was going ahead of Debo Samuel in drafts. So it's it's not as if they're it's we're completely without precedent here. Uh, but I also I could see Ayuk having you know a very disappointing season as Kittle and Debo and and whoever the 49ers running back is clearly lead them. And then also, you know, Trey Lance probably is not going to be as good for the weapons as Jimmy Garoppolo would be. So where are you at on Ayuk at 71.4? Yeah, I think you covered it all. I mean, I like Ayuk. I think he's a very good, talented receiver, probably on the wrong team, at least for next season. I don't know if I'd be all that excited about it if Jimmy G was going to be the quarterback there. And I know that Jimmy G is. I think they're definitely moving on here. It's really not against Jimmy G, but you don't you don't draft the quarterback third overall, spend the asset that took to get him that trade up, and then start not start for two years. That's not happening. They'll trade Jimmy G. They'll get whatever kind of value they can for him. I'm thinking maybe Pittsburgh there, by the way, would be my favorite for a Jimmy G. I can see that happening. Or maybe Pittsburgh hopes that one of those quarterbacks in the draft falls to them here. Uh, but that means Trey Lance is going to start either way here. And, yeah, I think the receivers take a hit. I do. Uh, that's one. It's the reason why, Davis, I'm a big believer, you know, when you draft a rookie quarterback, he has to play rookie year because I want him to get away with all the rookie blues out in that rookie year. Now you're looking at it next year again. And San Fran may have to pull the same kind of a season next year they did this year where they come on strong late to make that playoff run. Because I think it's going to be a tough times in the early part of the season for them here. So I'm not in on Ayuk. At that as ADP, you talk around six here. There'll be other guys that are right around that have better quarterback situations that I'll be more. I may think that Ayuk's a better receiver on them, but they're in better situations. So I I don't see, not at that ADP, he's going to probably drop another 10, 15, 20 slots before I'll go for him. It's not him, it's the team. Now, let me tell you a guy who I absolutely will not be taking at their current average draft position, and that is Damian Harris at 76 overall. Now, he did score 15 touchdowns last season, so maybe I'll look like an idiot, right? Only 21 targets, but this is really where I'm at. I think Ramondre is just better than him. I think Ramondre is a better pass catcher. I think Ramondre is a little bit more explosive. Uh, I just think you can do more with Ramondre Stevenson in your backfield. And what do we always say about Patriots running backs? We'll take the cheaper ones, right? Always take the cheaper ones. And Damian Harris is the most expensive one right now. I am, I am out on Damian Harris at this price tag. Oh, same here. Uh, Bill Belichick hates fantasy football. He hates fantasy football. Just when you think you know what's going to happen, guess what? He goes the opposite direction. And I completely agree about Stevenson, who I also think there was some conflict there. I think uh, they were really slow to let him be the guy. I think he is the mm-hmm. better running back. Uh, maybe he's got to earn it and all that stuff. But he, I want Stevenson much more than I want Damian Harris. But like I said, the bottom line is for me is whenever I think I know what Bill and what well, used to be Josh McDaniels, what I think they're going to do, they always did the opposite. And they don't care about you. You know what I mean by the running back. They care about winning. And if they think Stevenson is the, the guy that's going to be the best back for them to win that day, and next week it's Harris and it's Bowler the week after that, that's what they're doing. They don't care about the running back's ego. They just don't. I stay away from the wing and I avoid it. Harris is anybody else's, won't be on too many of my teams, if any. Yeah. Well, and remember, Stevenson started out the year, his first touch – he fumbled immediately, right? And 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 look, you know, I mean, we know what's going to happen with Bill Belichick in that scenario. If you if you come out as the running back and you fumble, you are going to be replaced rather quickly, which is what happened 
honestly sort of impressive that Stevenson even worked his way back into the rotation with how poorly he started the season. Guys, we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports today. We have one more segment left in this hour, then a jam-packed hour two. So don't go anywhere. Don't touch your remote. Stay here with us on SportsGrid. George and I will be back here in just a few moments on FST. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. As always, this week we are, are wrapping up Hour 1 with our crack reporter, our ace reporter, George Kurtz, uh, and he's going to tell us what's going on between the MLB and the MLBPA, who are uh, scheduled to meet here in about three minutes, George. Yeah, and uh, as I was joking uh, during the break here, I'm really hoping we don't have an update by the end of the show, because if we have an update within an hour, it means they broke up again. I think last time they met for like seven minutes before things broke up here. They've only met, what, one time in the last 14 days to talk about core issues here. Let's go. Let's go, guys. It's getting ridiculous here. Uh, they're, listen, they're not in any danger of missing regular season games yet, but it's getting there. You know, conservative estimates are it takes three weeks to go for a spring training before a season can start. That's not enough time. It's probably closer to four, four and a half weeks. March 1st is your, really, your, your drop-dead date. If they don't have this figured out by March 1st, then the season's not going to start on time. I'm not saying they can't play 162. They can play double headers, and you can make up the games here. But these sides just don't like each other. They just don't. In the last CBA, the owners won it. And that's never – people think, oh, the owners won great. Good for them. That's not good when you win a CBA because then the other side who got crushed, now the, the players not only want to make up for that, but they want to win this one. So they want to pretty much win two CBAs in one. It's not going to happen. Both sides need to come to some kind of a compromise because the only people who lose are us, the fans. I want baseball to come back. I miss the game. I don't care about spring training. I don't care if I miss a couple weeks of spring training. But we lose regular season games. It will be so disappointing. Like I said, Davis, I'm hoping that we don't have an update by the end of this show. You know, maybe later on today, tomorrow, but not by the end of this show. Because if we do, that's bad. 
Yeah, if we're updating you in the middle of fantasy or reality that uh, that the meeting is broke apart and, uh, you know, some relief pitcher on the Yankees is pissed off and runs out of the meeting. I mean, yeah, we, we don't we don't want any of that uh, on the show. But guys, stay tuned with us. We are going to go ahead and run into the end of hour one here. Some headlines, some NBA, some football. When we get back, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. George and I will be back with you in just a few moments. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.